passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What is up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. We are part of the Armchair All-Americans Media Network. My name is Craig. Some people call me Axe. On the other mic is Barry. One of the last episodes from his bathroom. That's right. That's right. Moving into a new house in a bathroomless podcast area, otherwise known as a basement. All right, Barry, let's take some time to thank our wonderful sponsors, right? Yeah, let's take that time, if you don't mind. (laughs) Craig, you're into sports, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're into money. You know, who isn't, right? Maybe you're looking for somewhere to go and place a bet. That's right. I'll tell you where to go. You go to my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to Craig and I, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up. It's a Hard Knicks Life listeners all month long. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code LIFE when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. That's right, 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you've now got an extra $50 in play. That's mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code LIFE. You play, you win, you get paid. This is Season 2, Episode 47. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Russ from City of Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is going on, dude? Oh. What now, by the way? What fucking now? Uh, you know, it, it, it's been two days for us uh, since the injury. I feel like it's been a week. You know, it's one of those things that it's just, you know, time slows down. Yeah, it's like almost like a grieving process, the type of way you deal with certain shit, you know? Let me ask you a question. What was worse? All right. Chris Stapp's Porzingis injury or the Kevin Durant injury? Like, what hurt more? At the time that it happened? Uh, the Chris Stapp's hurt more at the time that it happened. Well, what do you mean? That, okay, what about the next day? What hurt more? Uh, this actually, I think, hurt more. Uh-oh, I agree. <laughs> it's like, Dude, I went, I went into the city the next day for work on the train, and I was walking around with my shoulders slumped in this zombie state of depression. And I could be wrong, but I felt like all of New York City was walking around like that. We were just looking in each other's eyes like you could feel everyone's pain. 
I, I had like such a stomach ache all day. And it was literally from that. It was definitely from that. Because Barry, we were fucking this close. And right now I'm holding my fingers up. We were this close to becoming a fucking dynasty. A dynasty. Well, I mean, slow down a little bit. To being the greatest team that's ever lived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, there was with a lot Kyrie, of pieces. With KD, with Kawhi, with AD, whoever the fuck it was going to be of those four. They were all going to be here on our team. And then those motherfucking warriors had to bring Kevin Durant back before he was ready. Did you see how Rachel Nichols said that the Warriors doctors said he couldn't hurt it anymore? And that's why yeah, he was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fucking reason he was playing? <laughs> Isn't that proof that he was not ready? Yes, like, <laughs> of course. Like, you know what? You're but, not ready to play, but you can't hurt it anymore. <laughs> so you're going to fucking play down 3-1. What the fuck was Kev? What? I know KD wanted to help his team. Right, and but well, here's the thing: we know if it was a regular season game, there's no fucking way he would be on the court because I mean it was what four or five weeks. Typically, you want to get at least six weeks for that you know calf strain that he had. So there's no way. So it's like, what do you do? I don't care if you're the doctors, the team, you're Kevin Durant, you're all sitting around. What do you do when you're trying to figure out the risk versus reward and when he's going to play? You know, because obviously the game situation is going to play a part in that. So are you going to tell me that, okay, if he's 80%, then it's okay he plays. But if it's an elimination game and he's only 60%, then maybe because it's an elimination game, then then that's okay that he plays. Like somewhere there's like a balance. And, and, and I don't want to be the person that has to make that decision. Um, and obviously, it's not one guy that's going to make a decision. Even if you're Bob Myers and you want to take responsibility for all this as you're holding back your tears, it's not one guy. But, I mean, I'm not going to blame Kevin because you can't. I mean, he's a competitive athlete, you know, backs against the wall. He's watching Kevon Looney play out there, grimacing. I mean, I'm hurting, sitting on my couch, watching Kevin play after play, or Kevon, I should say play after play, grimacing his face. You could feel his pain, you know, and then they told him that, that he can't hurt himself worse. It's just a pain threshold. And you see the pain he's playing through. Clay Thompson sat out one game, which he probably didn't want to do. He comes back. So Kevin's watching all these things. That's probably weighing on it a little bit. And he took the, he took the risk. And then the other thing is, what, it was 14 minutes into game time. He played 12 out of those 14 minutes. I mean, if it's going to be your first game back after 33 days, you'd think you'd ease into it a little bit, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you, the... you, can't, you can't play a full quarter. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. He played like six minutes of the first quarter. He sat down. They started wrapping ice around his leg. I was like, all right, he's going to take you know probably the rest of the quarter out. And before you know it, he's back in the game. <laughs> you know, By the time it took him to wrap his leg in ice, it took him the same amount to unwrap it for him to come back onto the court. Everybody failed Kevin Durant. Like you said, you can't blame KD for wanting to come back. But his agents should have told him not to play. His coaches should have told him not to play. The Warriors training staff should have told him not to play. The owner should have told him not to play. What the fuck was everybody doing? Did not one person have Kevin Durant's best interests in mind? Nobody had the balls to tell Kevin Durant, hey dude, this is not smart to be playing. Right. You are not ready. Your team is down 3-1. 
honestly, I think at that point, it's almost like he did it for, I mean, I know he wanted to help his team, but you're already down fucking 3-1. Well, you're telling me if this was game five, uh, if this was game five and the series was at 2-2, he wouldn't have been on that court yet. I mean, I, at least I don't think he would. We don't know. It almost makes more sense to me, though. You're down 3-1. The likelihood of you bringing your team back to win three straight is very slim. So you're risking it all for something that's likely not going to make any difference at that point. Yeah, but yet if it does, I mean, that's, I mean, talk about something to add to his storybook career. Yeah, but no shit. But what's more likely, that he is able to carry them back from down 3-1 or that he re-injures himself because he's playing already hurt? Well, that's the whole it's thing. It's a fucking stupid move. It's insan. It is insanity. <laughs> I mean, the point in time of his career, the summer that he's going into, and 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 look, you know, nobody could get on us either about being, you know, distraught and mad about it because we're on this side, you know, looking at things as Knicks fans thinking he's going to come. That doesn't make us heartless. I mean, we feel for the guy too. But I mean, after all that sinks in, I mean, we're allowed to have, you know. We're allowed to be honest with ourselves and look, this guy is our future. We could be upset because of that as well. Listen, I'm not mad it's because okay I'm not mad. I'm not mad because he was going to come to the Knicks at all, at all. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I, I'm mad for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I, I felt really bad for him. I don't, I don't know if he's, for all we know, he was never coming here. Like we don't, all this could be, we could have never been in his plans to come. All right. I'm not mad that we knew he was coming here and now he can't. He's still, I mean, he's still, we're going to get to it later, but he still might come here. Sure. I just feel bad for Kevin Durant. Prime of his career. About to, you know, about to be on the start of, you know, what's going to be a four-year contract. And this is how he's going to have to start it. He just struggled through the whole, a whole season of like dealing with the press out there and where's he going to go and this pressure he's been on and he's one like one or two games away from it all being over and being able to pick his new destination wherever he fucking wants to go and this happens now he's gonna now he's got to go to rehab for an entire year at least it's an awful situation you want to hear what some of the fans thought oh yeah let's get to that okay hey it's Stanley from Poland I don't know what to say. Fucking disaster. It's a hard next life in Europe. It's hurting all the way in Poland, Barry. Yeah, it's the first time I heard Poland. What's up, guys? Uh, so it's an Achilles injury, probably a tear. Kind of blows my mind, you know. Just like, what the what the fuck are the odds of that, you know? But uh, what are you gonna do? It's just a really fuck situation. You know, like we we all had our eggs, I guess, in one basket. But now I'm realizing that we that we didn't really have our eggs in one basket because we still have the opportunity to to grow organically, and that's really been the plan. You know, and maybe that's all for the best. If we can't get Kevin Durant this offseason, and I don't know if we should anymore now that he has an Achilles injury. You know, I don't think that we trade for AD. I don't think that we go after any other players unless it's Kawhi Leonard for you know, frankly. But uh, I guess we'll just see how it plays out. I'm guessing that KD is going to just opt into his uh, his contract extension, you know, take the year to rehab, and then maybe we'll reevaluate in uh, in 2020. It just really sucks because what a great player. It sucks for him, you know. It sucks for us. It sucks for him. It's a real shame. Um, yeah, I think that's it. 
But uh, the good news is that if we don't trade for Anthony Davis, we'll still have Mitchell Robinson on the team. All right, so let's talk about all that right now. Okay. What do you think we do at this point? I'm leaning towards... And I've taken, we've taken a few days to think about this. Me too. At first, I was like, all right, f- fuck it. Let's... I still think we should sign KD. Let's see if we can still sign Kyrie. And let's see if we can still trade for AD. Then at least while KD is on the sidelines for a year, we got Kyrie and AD. And maybe in the, in the fucking shitty East, that could still be a really good team, just waiting for KD to come back. Right. But now I'm in the mindset that I want to see what guys like R.J. Barrett can do and what guys like Mitchell Robinson can do, what Kevin Knox can evolve into, what Dennis Smith Jr. plays like this year. We got all these, all these young guys that maybe now I'm leaning towards, do we just sign KD for this year and don't worry about getting anyone else? You know, KD wanted to come to New York. We want him to come too. We'll let him sit on the sidelines. We'll let him rehab. He'll be a part of this organization, be around all these young kids. He can help teach them. We can let these young kids grow before we start trading them all away for fucking Anthony Davis. You know, we don't get KD back and we're a young team. Maybe we have another top pick next year. Maybe RJ Barrett we see as a star. Maybe we see Mitchell Robinson is a star before we trade him away. And then we've got a lot of young talent with maybe another piece of young talent for next year's lottery that KD is coming back into when he feels better. And then we'll have a lot of fucking money left for next offseason that maybe will be even that much more attractive to free agents because they know KD's already here. They see that Barrett is good. They see that who, what Mitchell can be. Maybe we'll be more powerful next offseason with that sort of in our arsenal versus right now where I feel like we're still begging some of these guys to come. But that's the way I'm leaning right now. Well, I mean, it still puts you in a better position than you were this year. I mean, you essentially have the same team yet with a rising star, future star in R.J. Barrett. And like you said, KD waiting in the wings. So obviously you're a step ahead. See, my thought process started a little different than yours. I, My first thought was you don't sign KD now because do I really want to pay $38 million to somebody that's going to be sitting out for the year? But then the more I thought about it, it's like this is Kevin Durant. Hold on. Wait a minute. We're talking about right. the best player in the world that, again, we don't know how he's going to respond to this injury. Everybody responds to it differently. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's only six to nine months, and maybe you'll even get him at the tail end of this year. But even if you don't, okay, it's one year gone, but he's guaranteed to be there the following three years. It's worth it. And you still have a lot of money left over, whether you want to use it on another max guy or divvy it around. But then I realized it doesn't have to be that cut and dry because it, it it's, it's not do you sign him or not. You still have to look at all your options that are on the table. And that's when I sat down and I said, okay, if I'm the Knicks and I have my choice, as unlikely as those choices may be, but they are options open to me, at least to pursue, what order do I present it in and where does KD fall? And for me, if I can lock in Kawhi Leonard and pair him with one of two people, I would take that over signing KD, even if KD wanted to come. The first one is very unlikely, which is Clay Thompson, because all along he has never wavered from the fact that he wants to stay in Golden State. But things could change. I mean, even with how they treated Kevin Durant, you don't know 
how things could change. But if you could tell me I could have Kawhi Leonard and Klay Thompson on the Knicks, two amazing two-way players. Klay Thompson, you know, probably the top two, one of the top two shooters in the league. And Kawhi Leonard, as we know, you know, a top three player in the league. Sign me up for that. And I don't have to give up anybody for one year sitting on the bench. My second choice would be Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. Again, because I know I have them right now, I would take that. When does fucking reality set in, Barry? Where are you going to get to that? With number three, which is (laughs) sign KD and Kawhi. We recently learned that Kawhi has a meeting with the Knicks, so the Knicks are not 100% no. You know, although there wasn't a lot of buzz about him in the beginning of the season, we do know that they are going to have a meeting with him. They're ninety-eight so that's on the percent table. no. Look, there's right. still there's still a percent, but <laughs> but if I chance. could sign Kawhi and KD, I mean that's fucking awesome. That's what we talked about at the beginning, right? As like the optimal situation that was like really far fetched. But why now, is Kawhi doing that? Why is Kawhi doing that? Yeah, because Kawhi is in it for the love of the game. Right, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I agree. I mean, if, if if Kawhi's on the table, I do whatever I can to get Kawhi. I mean, we've all fallen in love with the idea of having KD all season long, but a lot of us, and at times me, and probably at times you, probably at times everybody, have been like, well, if it's between Kawhi and KD, I mean, Kawhi's younger. He's just as good. Uh, he can change the entire dynamic of the team, both offensively and defensively. He's a great teammate. And no drama. I mean, well, that's not altogether true. I mean, there was some drama with the Spurs. In general, yeah, though, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, but look I at mean, that now. I supposedly mean, in, in supposedly the, the Knicks front office is really interesting in Kawhi because of that. Because there's no drama surrounding him. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to bring up with San Antonio. and, and But look at that in the, in the wake of this KD injury now. With Kawhi Leonard, ultimately, he did not feel like he was ready to play. And ultimately, it was the best decision for him. So I'm not going to put that on him. There was still no, you know, no yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how, there was also a lot of talk that it wasn't that he just wasn't ready to play. He was ready to play, but he didn't want to play there. Well, I so think that was, was speculation. He decided he was never coming back there. I think that was speculation. Whether it was because he didn't like how he was handled by their medical staff. Um, you know what? It doesn't even matter. It's not worth talking about. He put his head down this year with Toronto, yep. a place he didn't want to be, and just did work. Yep. And he showed the kind of player he is. He overcame any of that bullshit that happened with the Spurs. Yep. And as much as he season. sat out during the season for his load management, I think it was like 22 games he didn't play when he was available to play. When it came time for the playoffs, I mean, look at the minutes he gave you there. And, you know, that's what he was saving himself for. And look what it's done for him in Toronto course i'd want that of course and we would all want Kawhi to come all yes. right yeah i don't really don't know why Kawhi would come with kd at this point unless ad was coming too and i don't really see how that would work Kawhi, kd and ad ultimately do you think the anthony davis stuff is dead right now i kind of do um, like, why would Anthony Davis, why, the day before KD went down, or the day of, I don't remember, it came out that the Knicks and the Lakers were the two teams AD was focusing on, right? Yes. So if KD, we all assumed, well, that maybe that means that he knows some 
KD is coming to the Knicks. Maybe that's why. Because why would we be the team he wants to go to? LeBron's on the Lakers. It's LA. Fine. The New York Knicks have nobody. Unless he knows who's coming. Now that KD is out, even if we do somehow sign KD, even though he's injured, why is AD going to want to come here for this season to play with nobody? I, 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 I think that we're going to fall off of his short list. And now you're hearing the Pelicans don't even like what we have, right? So it would take more than just, it would probably take a three-team deal somehow. Yeah, and, and, it, and it leaked out too that you know a lot of people within Nick's organization didn't feel comfortable giving up all that much for AD. It wasn't even that the Pelicans didn't think it was enough. The Knicks didn't want to give up on all their youth. It's you know, never, like a good combi- never a good combination when Team A doesn't like your young talent that you're offering and Team B doesn't want to give up your their young talent <laughs> for your it pretty squ- Yeah, it pretty much squashes it right there. Right. So how's that going to work? Right. And we said, so now, all, we said all along that, you know, Knicks weren't going to get Anthony Davis over here unless you're sweetening that trade deal with Mitchell Robinson. Because otherwise, what do you else? What, what other, like, positive things do you really have to offer New Orleans? You know, along with the other stuff you're going to sprinkle in, Robinson's the piece right there in that deal. And, I mean, R.J. Barrett is the piece. Well, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm actually it's, surprised that they're that down. I know that it's not a ton of talent, but between R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, and Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith Jr., that's not fucking nothing. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, but yeah, I mean... I, I don't want to give up Mitchell Robinson, but you're like, those four guys, that's pretty good. Kevin Knox and Dennis Smith Jr., they haven't really done anything yet, though, to prove that they're going to be that they're going to help you win games. You know, Mitchell Robinson, you could see it already in the limited action he's had, and R.J. Barrett, you assume, um, is going to be in the plus for you. But the other two guys, they haven't done anything yet. It's not enough, and you already heard Griffin wants. I mean, it's a lot that he's asking for, but he wants an All Star, <laughs> you know, or at least somebody that 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 is, uh, you know. A piss away from an all-star. Is that an expression? A piss away? I don't know. I thought it was interesting what you said about KD, about how at first you thought we shouldn't sign him because of this injury, but then you were like, it's KD. Yeah. Right? He's one of the, he's the best player in the world. And I was thinking about that too. Like, what other players, how many players would you sign in this kind of a situation in the NBA? Not many. Right, at the right. start. Yeah. How many players would you sign, like, literally within two weeks of them having an like Achilles you would, surgery? Like Kawhi, you would, right? Steph Curry, Durant, maybe. Well, I don't even know, Steph Curry's different, Westbrook, too. I mean, maybe. Again, you know, Steph Curry, yeah, his, his shooting is. Even without the ball, he needs to cut to lose his defender to get open. And that is something that could be affected from this type of injury. You know, Kevin Durant, you know, his just, you know, pulling up, stopping and, you know, jumping straight up and, you know, shooting a ball, whether it's from five feet away or 35 feet away, that's less of an impact on the guy with this particular injury. So you you actually have a better case for, yeah, do it for KD, but maybe not for Steph. So yeah, there's not many guys like that. But the reason you do it for KD, and this might sound, it might for a lot of people that might be hard to grasp, but you do it for KD because exactly. how you, often you, do you get the chance... How hard is it to sign the best player in the world? It's less than once in a lifetime. 
It really is because usually it doesn't happen in your lifetime when you get this close to be able to do it. Right. So you take that risk, right? And you wait a year and you hope everything's okay. You can have the best player in the world in a year. Is he going to be the best player in the world after he comes back from this injury? There would be only two reasons I wouldn't do it. And that's the pairing, of again, of Kawhi Leonard and Klay Thompson or Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. Because I would take those two now and have that and run with that. But those two pieces out, yes. Sign me up for KD with just about anybody, even him sitting out for the year. What's up, Craig? What's up, Barry? This is Justin from the Bronx. Look, man, I, I'm, I'm really, I don't know what to make of the KD thing. Um, it's just honestly just shit luck. Like, no one saw that coming. That was the worst possible scenario that we could have had. And, you know, it is what it is. But fortunately for us, Scott Perry and Steve Mills maintain from jump that they've always had a plan B. Now, I'm totally down with the youth movement. I'm totally down with, you know, acquiring, you know, bad contracts in turn for, you know, draft picks, you know, um, developing RJ Barrett, see where that goes, developing Mitch, Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., Trier, Dot, like, you know, I'm I'm down for the youth movement, and I feel like that's a lot of your choice. Now, me personally, I think the Knicks should not, they should pull out the AD trade talks, which I, I kind of feel like he was going to the Lakers and everything else is smokescreen. And secondly, I I feel like they should probably make a run at like a young guy, a young-ish guy, like a like Julius Randle, for example. I thought Julius Randle would be perfect for this young core, you know, and probably get like, like an expiring dude like Gallinari and roll over that cap space, you know, in, in the event that we can trade for someone, you know, like Anthony Davis next year or, uh, you know, Bradley Bill or somebody like that, or, you know, see how Kevin Durant, um, see how his injury, you know, unfolds. And, and, and you know, like, if he if he recovers, see how it goes from there. But I, I feel like right now this is the time when Scott Perry and Scott, you know, um, Steve Mills and Scott Perry need to, like, put their money where their mouth is and, like, show us that they true to their word and they're not going to panic and give us Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton for the next five years. And just really just take a slow. We've got, we've got number three pick in the draft. I believe in RJ. I believe RJ is going to be a star. And, you know, like, that's it. And I feel like people, like, will respect the Knicks more in the long run for that. But, as always, it's a hard Knicks life. Keep doing your thing, guys. Justin, 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 Justin. Listen, for the future, can we just keep these voicemails under, like, what do you think, Barry? I mean, it's got to be under a minute. You know, that that's plenty of time. Under a, under a minute, maybe a minute and a half. I love hearing from Justin, but it's always... Justin, just pick out one or two things. Is that wrong I mean, to it's say? Not, it's not kind. That tarot card reading was pretty accurate the other night, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. Did you think <laughs> yeah. back to that at all? Because I've gotten some messages telling me how, how a lot of... I got some messages like, dude, the black-haired man and... Like, like she said, the black-haired man was coming, but there was still only a 40% chance, and he was going to be expensive. Dude, like, it all makes sense. I thought I heard something that she said after you asked about Kevin Durant. I went back and listened to it. You asked her specifically about, is Kevin Durant going to get injured? How will his health be? And, you know, she, she's just looking at the cards, right? It's it, The cards are, if you believe in this stuff, the cards are telling the story. It's your job to interpret what those cards mean. So I guess that 
you know, is open to interpretation. But so she says, when you ask about Kevin Durant getting injured, she said, well, no, it'll be okay. She's like, there's one thing. And then she says, and then there's the death card. And she glossed over it, which I thought was odd because isn't the death card yeah, yeah. like a bad thing? How do you fucking, how so do you when gloss you ask about over his injury, the death she, card? You know, and, but it was really pertaining to next year. But it came up, eh, it's okay. He's just dealing with one thing, which would make sense. And there's the death card. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, she was like, he's, he's, you know, the health, he's going to be okay. It's not going to be great. It's because he's fucking, that never made sense to me. Because right. he's made and, because and he's rehabbing. That, yeah, because that came after the fact when, when she said we weren't going to make the playoffs. Very matter-of-factly. Right. Like, now he's had the surgery. Now he's on the up. It's working towards getting better. It's not going to have any injuries next season. Yeah. It's going to be perfectly healthy. And that death card explains, you know, this killer of an injury <laughs> that wipes out your season. The black-haired man is coming. 40% chance of playoffs. It's all fucking yeah. making sense. Guys, if you ever need to buy tickets, to, why? what the fuck was that, Barry? You ever need to buy tickets to anything SeatGeek? SeatGeek builds millions of tickets into one place. So you can find the seats you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person. And SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. We use SeatGeek all the time if we ever need to buy tickets to anything. Our listeners get $20 off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE, all caps, no spaces. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life is an event and we have the tickets. Oh, dude, I just, I just saw this voicemail. I didn't see this before. Listen to this. Yep. Hey, guys. Steve here from the east end of Long Island. Uh, this KD injury, this confirms what the tarot card reader predicted. We're going to have hope, but we're not making the playoffs, and it's going to be about seven years. This lines up exactly with KD, the dark hand man, coming the next out he's right he she also said what she said seven years is that what she said yeah she said yeah probably not for like another seven years seven years they'll they'll be good <laughs> seven years seven fucking years i know you know what's funny is like people like a month ago were telling me i'm gonna have to change the name of this podcast we were gonna have to come up with a new fucking name that's how good next year was going to be. Yeah, and and did it? Did being a Knicks fan just get harder? I mean, it's fucking off season, right? The Knicks have been, you know, <laughs> out of the NBA for a couple of months now. It's not supposed to get any harder, and yet it has. There was the fucking back page of the Post. Did you see that? Yeah. Was Knicks lose game five? Now, fuck yeah. the Post because that was a very heartless back page. But it said, Knicks lose game five. <laughs> Durant injury ruins everything. Something like that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And, and again, it's not like it's not like we had any confirmation that he was coming here. Yes. Were our hopes tied to him? Absolutely. But, you know, slow it down a little bit. Who are we drafting in eight days, Barry? RJ. I mean, that is that is that a lock, if anything? I mean, the two, the Knicks and RJ have a love fest between the two of them that is unbelievable. He refuses to work out for any other team. You know, the, the Knicks love him. I mean, the Knicks are going to visit with Ja. They do have a meeting with him this week. Um, but again, I mean, it's in the Grizzlies' hands, but do the Grizzlies really want to draft a guy who wants no part of them? Or do they want to go with somebody that, you know, that they have looked at? 
and they know they can get. I'm hoping we draft RJ. Yeah. My my worry is that I'm I'm all excited about drafting RJ because you know he's he's the most clear cut at that position with star potential once John Zion have been selected, and I want that star potential on our team, especially now that we're not going to see KD play on the Knicks next year. And who knows if anyone else would join. But there's this fear, Barry, that we're going to trade down. Yeah, I don't want any surprises. I don't want to trade down for Jarrett Culver. Nope, me neither. I, I, don't I don't even care if you think Jarrett Culver is be the next fucking Clay Thompson. Just fucking take the easy choice for once. For once. Go with the guy everyone expects you to go with. Play it safe. Do what all the mock drafts say you're going to do. Right, Barry? It's not the day of the draft here how the Knicks are enamored with some guy who's supposed to go eight. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're telling Take me... the easy choice. You're telling me this guy going into his freshman year of college is the number one prospect in the country? And yet the guy who's going to be the number one pick, he averages as many points as he does on the same fucking team? That's good enough for me. <laughs> this is the most obvious thing Ever. Is anybody going to boo on draft night this year, Barry? If we take R.J. Barrett, there will not be one fucking boo for the first time better not in a be. Knicks draft in a long time. I don't even know the last time we drafted anybody and didn't get booed <laughs> by the fans there. And so, like, that part of me is like, I don't see it. I can't even imagine us taking R.J., even though that seems like the obvious choice, because everyone's going to go nuts. When's the last time we drafted someone everyone went nuts because it was the right choice? Yeah. Do you even know? I don't know. Nope. Is that going to happen this season? I do have a feeling something quirky is going to happen draft night. <laughs> I don't, you know, hopefully it's not with the Knicks, but you know, some type of weird trade is going to happen in that, you know, top 6 area. Would you be disappointed if the Grizzlies take RJ and we end up with Ja? At this point like on on lottery not night, I would have killed for either Zion or Ja. Right. And then I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just like this loyalty that we have as Knicks fans. But then you start like really settling into RJ and falling in love with the idea of having him to the point now where I don't know if it's that and or the jaw, you know, the little jaw knee scope thing. Yeah, I, it's almost like a safety mechanism that I think our brains do. Is that why we us. do that? It, it has to be because you... Because you... now a lot of people are like, when I posted a poll, who would you rather pick? And like 70% of Knicks fans wanted RJ over Ja. When the weeks ago, we would have killed for Ja over RJ. Is that because we're already loyal to RJ? He's not even on the fucking team? <laughs> you want RJ over Ja, don't you? It doesn't even make sense why you'd want that on our point guard list. Like, team, point guard list. Yeah. Team. This black hole on our team for how many years? I'll tell you what. Going into last year with Frank Nilakina, Trey Burke... Emmanuel Moutier, you know, and Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't there yet. And looking at that point guard situation versus you could tell me we could go into this year and look at John Morant, Dennis Smith Jr. as our Oof. primary point guards. Yeah, it's a much, much brighter landscape for the Knicks. And we, we take RJ and let's say we sign KD and he's on the shelf for a year. That point guard situation is still... It's still pretty fucking iffy going into next year. Well, Point yeah, guard look, can make a big fucking difference on I this mean, team. There's a lot of moves coming. 
I don't know. Are there? There's definitely a lot of moves coming. What they are, obviously, we don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's so many moving pieces throughout every, with all the free agents that are available, with all the teams that have money to play with. I mean, there's multiple teams now with enough cap space to sign two max contracts. So it's really going to be a dogfight of an offseason, you know, over the next 17 days or, you know, whatever it is until June 30th. And hopefully the Knicks are at the top of that fight and they get who they want. KD. It's KD. That's it. That's, I feel like that's all. That's, all I, that's my prediction. We're getting KD and that's it. Yours, Barry? What are you doing with the extra, with the extra, you know, some almost $40 million that you have to use? You spreading it out? You grab, no. trying to grab no, some no, no, expiring no. contracts and uh, some get some future picks along package with those? Are you filling it? Like, what are you doing? I mean, you're uh, you're saving as much as you can. Yeah, you can get some expirings for this year just to fill out the roster. I'm not giving any long-term guaranteed money to anyone besides KD. That's it. What, what, what about everybody else? What about all the people we talked about, like who we want to pair with him? And at least you have them for the next four years also. And, and you get... You get to see them and, and start to gel with the other guys on this team. Maybe start to mentor them a little bit. What about your Jimmy Butlers? What about uh, your Kyrie I, I Irvings don't, if he's for, not going Okay, well, I mean, we'd have to go one by one. Well, I want Jimmy Butler and KD this offseason. And then next year, we're just stuck with Jimmy and our young guys. No, I don't want that. Would I do that for Kyrie? Yeah, I might do that for Kyrie. Now, if KD, I would, I would, wait, I would wait, love wait, to. Wait, I would love to up. see a point guard like back Kyrie up, back, with these young kids. Back up the truck. Stop fucking yelling at me, Barry. We got to wrap this shit up at some point. <laughs> but if KD was healthy, would you sign KD and Butler? Um, mm, mm. Kyrie's already told you no. KD's a lock. He's healthy, and Butler wants to come. Yes, but I would want to get a third guy in there. Well, where are you getting a third guy? I, I would go hard for AD at that point. Well, look. Would you really want just KD and Butler? Is that going to do it? Is that going to do it for us? It's going to get us over the hump? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 would, I, I just told you before I would take Kawhi Leonard and Butler. Before I would take KD and Kawhi. I told I think you. I, I think I would take Kawhi and Butler. That would be pretty nasty defensively. No shit. I would take Kawhi and Butler. So why would I'm more you? than KD and Butler. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? I can't follow you. <laughs> but hey, you got your reasons. You, you know, know, what, you know Butler, what the thing I, is? I think, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think it's even close choosing between Kawhi and KD even before the injury. I would always go Kawhi. Oh, okay. See, see I, want, I would always go KD. Before the oh, you would? I would yeah, always yeah, go yeah, Kawhi, yeah. even before, before, before this whole thing. Interesting. Okay. See, we've talked about Jimmy Butler's The thing is, I landed before. on KD because he wanted to come here. I mean, I mean, he's a great player. I mean, it's like choosing, you know, they're two great players. Not going to not... I would want either of them. Whoever wants to come, it's not really up to us. I've always felt silly arguing about this because it's up to them. Sure. If either of them wants to come. Yeah. Fucking both... Whoever wants to come, I, I want to come. <laughs> But if you, if you were given, if you're like, hey, Kirk, Axe, whatever you want to call me, you got KD in front of you, Kawhi in front of you, you get to choose who's coming to the Knicks. 
I'm pulling Kawhi. Cool. And you're pulling. You were. Pulling I was KD pulling KD before, KD before the, injury. the injury. Now I'm pulling Kawhi. But it was close. I mean, I've fallen in love with Kawhi this year. Yeah, there's something. No about mistake him. about it. I mean, I I love it. I love him in the in the press conferences. I love his interviews. I love his demeanor on the court. He's all business, no drama. Sorry for banging the table. I know you don't like when I do that. And as but 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 you know we, we've talked a lot about Jimmy Butler's personality on the show. See, I think he'd be good for the young guys because he is a winner, and I think he does have the right mindset. Um, and whatever the clash was, you know, in Minnesota, I, I don't think he would bring that with him. It all changed very quickly for us. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. Um, it was going to be interesting to begin with, and now. I mean, the NBA cha- Everyone says the NBA changed that night. The whole landscape changed. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Guys, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. Follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can call us. Five one six. Keep it under oh, a minute. Right. Keep Justin, it under a minute, please. Five one six thirty three mesh one is the number. Call Don't it forget, anytime. guys. Sh- Right, anytime. Show up to uh, Slattery's on draft night. You can meet Barry. I will not be there, I'm sorry to say. There'll be no booing on draft night, Barry. For the first time. For the first time. That's right. Ever. Since I don't know when fucking Patrick Ewing was drafted. Is that the last time there were no boos? Maybe. See what happens. What are we going to do? Let's talk about it right now. Are we going to do a podcast... When are we going to do a fucking podcast? You're going to be drunk off your ass at Slattery's. No. Are we doing a podcast after that draft? Are, are you going to be out of town? No, I get back that, you that, get back. that day. Um, I, don't, I mean, again, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to see. <laughs> All right. I can't tell you. I mean, oh, great. That's, I mean, this is fucking great for the listeners, Barry. They need to know. Well, we... What if it goes as planned and there's no surprises? We draft RJ like we think is going to happen. I mean, is there anything groundbreaking that we need to discuss that night? No, so should we do a podcast the night before? The night after? It's going to be a Friday after that. We need to do a show next week. Right. Let's just, we'll keep it around Tuesday or Wednesday next week. All right. All right. That's it, Barry. That's all we got. That's it. All right. Just when you thought that it wasn't going to be. Oh, fuck. You know, I can't do it, though, Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to be away. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> stay, oh, no. stay tuned for, for the next podcast. You know, I'm going to be out of town it. those nights. All right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be towards the end of next week, guys. Right. It's either going to be Barry drunk after the draft, which I'm sort of inclined to do. You get back at, like, midnight that night, we do it. Right. Let's do that. Okay. All right, dude. It is a hard. Nick's. Life more than fucking ever, Barry. True that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.